Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borg from Quito, and with me today to give us his latest insights into the state of the economy and its impact on REITs and commercial real estate is NAREIT Senior Economist Calvin Schnorr. Calvin, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So you wrote a recent report that was posted on NAREIT's market commentary blog that analyzed the state of commercial real estate markets. What are some of the main takeaways for the major property types? Hi, Sarah. You know, well, the, the main takeaway from the report was that commercial real estate markets improved pretty much across the board in the fourth quarter, which is important because we're looking at the second full year of the pandemic, and this has been a largely recovery period, and major property types all had either strong momentum or improvement in momentum through the end of the year, which should lead to good performance. You know, If we look by sector, uh, the, the office markets are the ones that are in the earliest stage of recovery. They're, they're still in the early stages. They're, they're, they're lagging the rest. Uh, but in the, even in the office markets, we saw that demand was greater than supply, leading to some firming of the market. Now, we hadn't seen that in office markets so far. So that's a, that's a positive sign. Industrial sector is still enjoying very, very high demand, high occupancy and rent growth. And that's being driven, of course, by the e-commerce and logistics surge during the pandemic, even even continuing through now. In the retail space, it was uh, a little bit surprising. There's been strong demand. There's been growing demand for brick and mortar retail. I think many people wouldn't have expected that. But in the, the third and fourth quarter combined was the strongest half year, two quarter growth in demand since 2016. And you know, what we're seeing is places where there had been shops that closed down or, or major brands had uh, closed branches, they're leasing. They're leasing and signing new tenants that are coming in. And so there's a sign of a recovery coming in the retail space. Final one to look at is the multifamily markets. So we've seen all seen the headlines and the, the data on Q4 showed it. that apartment markets, multifamily markets are very tight. There's been very high occupancy, rapid rent growth. Uh, there's very little space available in multifamily markets and strong demand. So you've seen prices and rents continuing to rise quite a bit. So all in all, uh, every every sector that we look at has shown improvement through the end of the year. And your report also had information about construction of industrial facilities and the supply chain issues. Can you touch on that? Sure. Now, when we talk about an industrial, we need to remember that this is mainly logistics space, and these are the this is the supply chain. This is the supply chain, uh, and and the data that I was looking at not just the REITs, but it's you know anyone who owns logistic facilities and construction has surged during the pandemic, and there are there are over 500 million square feet of new logistic facilities under construction. This is equal to almost three percent of the existing stock. Now, for comparison. At a comparable point in the recovery from 2008-2009 financial crisis, construction was less than 1%. So we're, we're seeing a surge that is trying to build out the supply chain. We know that that's been an issue in the economy, and we're seeing real estate markets are addressing that issue with new construction. Now, for REITs, we know that the REITs are also increasing their development, their construction, and they're, they're getting very high rents for those facilities. So this is an area that's helping the overall economy. It's also a very good business move for the REITs. Now, let's turn to inflation. Um, the CPI has risen at its fastest pace in 40 years, raising concerns about longer-term inflation as well as what happens as the Fed raises interest rates to address high inflation. What should investors really be paying attention to? 
Well, I think everyone is paying attention to inflation right now. It's hard to miss it. One of the headlines on every paper and every new web page you look at, because it's an important issue for the economy. But if you look at the details of the parts of the economy with price increases, it's still largely driven by pandemic disruptions. Now, I dug into this, another market commentary that's on the Nareet market commentary blog. People can look that up on the web. But I dug into it to see whether there was any sign that inflation was was going to the service sector, which would be a wage cost push. It was a tight job market pushing it, or is it still the the ports, the delivery, the the the, the backlogs of things, uh, backlogs of goods? And there's a pretty stark contrast. Goods inflation has been 12% over the past year. Now, we have not seen goods inflation for a long time. This is a huge acceleration, uh, and that's largely the pandemic supply chain issues, bottlenecks. But services. The services that have a high wage and high labor component of their costs, actually, over the past two years, service price inflation has, has even slowed a little bit than what there had been. So you know, this suggests that we're not having a long-term problem with inflation. Uh, and, and I do expect inflation to slow down, mostly in the second half of this year. It's not going to slow down right away. But given that inflation really has, has moved up and the economy is approaching capacity or potential, it is appropriate for the Fed to take away the stimulus they've had. You know, the Fed should be raising interest rates from the, you know, practically zero percent they have right now. And and this is, you know, in large part because of the recent pickup in inflation. Now, the current market expectations are for interest rates to be up about one and a half percentage points by the end of this year. Now, that's not going to be something that is really going to stifle the economy. That's That's not going to be a problem for the economic recovery, because again, it's taking away the stimulus that had been there as opposed to being something to slow the economy down very sharply. Uh, now, what does this mean for, for real estate? Uh, this is an environment where long-term interest rates are probably going to still be very favorable for commercial real estate. And expanding on that, Calvin, can you talk about how REITs generally perform in higher inflation and rising interest rate environments? REITs actually do better than most other sectors with moderate to high inflation because they're, they're commercial real estate. They are a real asset. Now, when people say a real asset, what does that mean? Well, REITs own a building and a building has a value that tends to rise when the price level rises. That's, that's different from a lot of other types of businesses. Not only that, the rent receipts, the lease receipts, the lease rates, uh, when the lease rolls over and they renew it, it tends to rise with the price level as, as well. And many of the leases do have escalation clauses, not all of them, uh, but a lot of the leases do have escalation clauses for the CPI. So what happens is REITs, assets and incomes do tend to rise when inflation moves up. And, and you look at the stock return data and you do see that REITs actually outperform the S&P 500 during periods of higher inflation and rising interest rates. Great. Calvin, thanks again for your time. My pleasure, Sarah. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.